Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hi there, it's the analyst inside cricket looking back at the first day of the first test against India, which of course is England's thousandth test match. I was standing on the sidelines actually, as you were, Simon, as the players walked out, and it was a real special feeling with Jerusalem playing, knowing it's the first day of England's thousandth test match, the test matches that started in 1877, and now we've got to four figures in test cricket for England. It was a special feeling standing out by the boundary edge, it wasn't a special day for England, though. Well, thousandth Test match and the sort of Test match we've seen quite a lot recently. <laughs> yeah. We've seen it, you know, happen a lot to England, happen all over again. Disappointing batting display, and India right back in the game at 216 for three. It felt as if England were moving towards a position of real strength in the game. A score of 400 in the first innings, as it looked as if they were capable of getting, I think would be would have been decisive. But now it's right back in the balance. We had uh, quite a lot of discussion uh, on Test Match Special today at lunchtime about the the thousandth Test Match and various features of it. One of the things that I noticed actually was that it doesn't really make much difference if you win the toss or lose the toss because over England's thousand Test Matches, they've won 178 Test Matches winning the toss and won 179 test matches, losing the toss. They won the toss today. They made the obvious decision to bat first. I thought it was a a pitch which looked furry, grassed on top. It looked fine to bat first. It was quite a nice day. I thought it was absolutely the right decision. I actually thought that England would get 450 for once, but no. And, uh, you know, it was a fascinating little duel that went on, really, through the day, with uh, particularly with Ravi Ashwin bowling his off-spin and... A guy that we haven't seen, well, two guys we haven't seen anything of, Ashwin and, and Mohamed Shami, the, the faster bowler from the other end. And those two really kept England in check throughout the day and took six wickets, I think, between them. But it was just generally a, a day where I felt England weren't quite on it. You know, there were times when they were, but they didn't drive the initiative home, especially at that key point, 216 for three. You know, the run out, it, it, the big moment of the day. I just couldn't understand why they 
came back for the second run. Normally with a run out, you, you look to, you know, someone's at fault. I know. One, one batsman is normally at fault, but it didn't look, from, from how I saw it, that Root wasn't keen on the second. Root was bombing back for the second as well. Bairstow was, was really intent on two. They were looking to be busy. It, it was just a, a, a mistake on, on both their parts, really. Bairstow judging there was two there, and, and, and the same with Root. I mean, normally in a situation like that, you know, one batsman really hesitates, and then there's a mix-up. You know, one calls the other one through. But that wasn't the case. But I just struck me as being... A, Inexplicable the, f- yeah. the fact they came back for the second, especially because of who the ball went to or went near Virat Kohli. Well, and I, I do think with Bearstow that he's so fast between the wickets that sometimes it's hard to keep up. And I actually remember asking Joe Root once what it was like to bat with Bearstow, and he said, "Well, yeah, it's tough because he is so quick and he's so hungry for those twos all the time, and sometimes it gets a bit compulsive." And there, I think it was just, "Well, I'm going to come back for two. It's, I've got to come back for two, almost as if he's." Been still batting him in the white ball game where they're very good at knocking the ball into the gaps on the leg side and running twos because most of the fielders are on the boundary. So I, th- there was sort of a bit of a kind of one day mindset still going on, I think, in the England batting, and especially in that part, especially in the way that Bearstow batted generally. Do you know, I, I counted up his 88 balls, you know, I, n- I know I need to get out more. <laughs> Only two he left alone. Most of that's the a others, remarkable stat, I mean, isn't it? it? Yeah, for, for, a t- for a test match number I, five. I'm not, I'm not counting two bouncers which he ducked under, but two outside off stump balls which he left alone. Those are the only two. Other than that, he was at the ball all the time. Sometimes he hit it cleanly, beautifully, hard, powerfully through the offside or down the ground. But quite often he edged it outside edges wide of slip or dabbed it wide of slip off a thick edge or mishit it slightly back to the bowler. He was sort of at the ball all the time he wasn't shifting out of that one day mindset uh, he's only had two innings one of them only lasted one ball against the red ball before this game having had a month and a half of white ball cricket and it is hard to shift out of that mindset you know his batting against the white ball has been absolutely phenomenal the way he's hit good length balls with a hard new ball against a fast bowler back pass them or through mid off in the one day series but you can't do that all the time in test cricket with the, against, with the duke ball just nibbling and swinging a little bit in the end I know he got to 70 and it seems very harsh to criticize him but he's in such good form you want him to get 180 yeah. and he got 70 and then he went for one of those slightly risky shots outside off stump of a good length ball dragged it onto his stump how much and again you, that let India in how much do you think the run out affected well, him it does doesn't or it, it? or is it, it easy to say Look, that? it does you know he uh, that was devastating for England because root was looking good he was looking determined he really set his stall out to battle day he wasn't playing those flighty shots outside off stump which he sometimes does he was really looking to get stuck in and make well maybe even a 200 and he has got a phenomenal record against India hasn't he you're going to tell us what it is well go on in every test match he's played against India 12 test matches he's always past 50 either, you know, either in the first or second innings which is an amazing record that isn't it yeah it is an amazing record but he wanted to get one of those hundreds that he's also got against India he wanted to get a 300s big... and 950s in yeah. those 12 test and, matches and I'm sure that, that Bearstow would have felt culpable about his wicket because you can't but really Root, tell. But Root, but no, but I, I agree with that. Well, I, I agree. Tell, that, I agree me. that Bearstow was. At, I, to, I agree that Bearstow was at fault. But Root could also no, said no. I know he could. I know he could. But when you're the runner and you know you're the quickest and you're heading back to the danger end as Bearstow theoretically was, you can't really see what your partner's doing. You're mainly thinking about yourself and making sure you get in. Okay, you might just cast your 
eyes back to what's going on at the far end when you realise that's where the ball's going, but only for the last half a second of the incident. So he wouldn't have known that Root wasn't perhaps quite absolutely you know, galloping to, to get in. He didn't put a dive in or anything because it was too late in the end. So Bairstow would have felt an element of blame, and he knew how sort of dedicated to the crease route was today and you feel as the batsman's still out there yeah. it was partly your fault and that's still exercising your mind and you're not focused on the ball yeah yeah quite I mean, quite as much as you were yeah well it was it was partly Bairstow's fault but it was also partly Root's fault as well you know you know often with a run out you see a situation where you know one of them you know, stares at the other one don't they and there's a sort of shaking of the head or you know a comment is made or you know you go off muttering but I mean, Root didn't do that well not that, not that I was aware of I mean, not that I could see I think Root knew that he was to blame yeah, as well he was part that. of that yeah, dismissal that. as well um, but, you know, Bairstow wouldn't necessarily have known that, which is why mm. these kind of incidents can affect the team. And yeah. Bairstow was slightly late or slightly half-hearted in his drive a couple of overs later. He got out, and really that let the Indians back in. Stokes, at the moment, just can't seem to time the ball, and he looks like he is a someone who's who is trying too hard to shift from white ball to red ball and barely playing a shot at all. So when he got a long op, he was in two minds whether to, to try and nudge it or whack it, and he did neither, and sort of just poked it back to the bowler. He's only passed 50 twice since Auckland. Mm. In, what, late March, that test match that England played, when he played actually splendidly on the final day and, and nearly well, got close to helping save England save that Test match against New Zealand. He got out just before tea, playing an extravagant shot. But until then, he played very in a very disciplined manner, batted for about four and a half hours. And, yeah, and it, it, yeah he, he's trying to play in that quite responsible way. In, in, I mean, Kevin Peterson used to play in that way, didn't he? For the first fifty, go from one extreme to the other. Yeah, and then and then yeah. he would go for it. Yeah. You know, when he got past fifty, start yeah. all sorts of shots. And Stokes is giving himself a chance, but I mean, he's just in that run of form at the moment where it's not quite working for him. And you know, he, he made that fifty at Trent Bridge in the One Day International where he almost batted England out of the game, although they had to try and recover in some, somehow or other. He made 50 in about 108 balls, and then he made 90 for Durham in a 2020 match. But only two occasions he's passed 50 since Auckland. For a player of his ability, I know he's been injured as well this su- summer, for a player of his ability, that's slim pickings. Mm. So overall, if you look at England's wickets... Cook got a good ball, and I don't really think too much blame can be attached to that. You don't expect an off-spinner in the sixth or seventh over coming on with a new ball on the first day to turn one past your bat and hit the top of the off-stump. So that was a, an inspirational bit of bowling by Ravi Ashwin. Jennings just was a little bit too soft-handed in defence. The ball trickled back onto the stumps. A bit unlucky, but didn't really quite be positive enough in defence. Then we've talked about Root, and we've... we've uh, Milan, I thought, a bit lazy on the back foot. Probably one of those LBW decisions which could have gone his way on another day because it was just clipping the top of the leg stump. And but it was umpire's call for impact as it, well. Yeah, I mean, it was yeah. one of those, if, if your luck's out, you know, you get that given and another day it wouldn't have been given. But he just looked a little bit vulnerable, stuck on the back foot, as he quite often does. And we talked about Bearstow, Stokes, tame dismissal, and uh, Joss Butler, a, one, a sort of very, fairly casual flick to his second ball, uh, just missed it. it. It wasn't a particularly good ball. It was just a slightly half-hearted shot, which is the kind of shot that he plays. Normally he hits it, today he didn't. Ashman took four for 60 from 25 overs, fantastic figures. 
picked up some crucial wickets. I mean, two of them were rather given away, mm. but he also bowled some other excellent deliveries. There's one brilliant delivery he bowled. It's all like a, almost like an away swinger to Rashid. You actually hit it for four. It's a remarkable shot. It was, it was brilliantly bowled and brilliantly played. But I mean, Ashwin, he's got. He seems to have a few more tricks than when we last he's, saw him. He's fascinating, actually. I, I've talked to him a fair bit. In fact, we've had him on this show talking mm. about bowling, and he's he's constantly trying to find yeah. new ways of getting batsmen out. He's really studies the game in great detail. He's very smart, very intelligent. Uh, he's worked a lot with Anil Kumble on different wrist positions and, and trying to get the ball to come out looking differently but actually behaving the same. So, you know, he's just a very subtle operator, not really doing a huge amount with the ball, but just enough to keep the batsman guessing. Yeah, well... I mean, he's going to have a big impact on this series. I, I, it, remarkable coming to Edgbaston today, actually, seeing the lush outfield and yeah, just putting my foot on it. And you think, hold on, we, we must have had about a couple of months of rain. But they've put a lot of water on it, almost to get the... Con- you know, they don't want the conditions that India are desperate for mm-hmm. or quite keen on. Um, but surely somewhere on the line, Lords next week, surely somewhere on the line we're going to have a, you know, a pitch that really spins. So, you know, Ashwin, you feel you could have a, a big save. He's already had a big save. What, what about India's team selection? Only, only the one spinner. Do you think they were influenced by what England did, that England named their team four seamers and one spinner? Do you think India were influenced by that? I just wonder what Kuldeep Yadav would have done out there in those conditions today and as the game goes on. Well, I, I don't think it is going to turn that much, actually, as a, as a, a pitch. I think the carpet of grass on it is, is quite furry and therefore I don't think it'll turn hugely through the game. It might a bit. But I think they're backing... That I think Mohammed Shami was a good good selection. Ishan Sharma and and, and Umesh Yadav, you know, have been their opening pair recently, so they sort of stuck with that. And and the the left arm spinner was a bit of a risk. I spoke to Ravi Shastri actually before the game. He said he's going to come into it yeah. definitely at some point in yeah. the series. But maybe they wanted to start with a a fairly known attack and in, in, introduce the X factor a bit later on. Yeah, I wonder whether Pandya, for want of a better expression, sort of muddies the waters a bit in, in terms of their selection. Because he, I mean, he's, he's more of a well, a batting all rounder. I mean, Tello was for forty six. Is he is a Pandya worth a, a cool deep Yadav? And, that, and that's and but also they want to balance the side as well. So that's mm. it, 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 one of the great things about a cricket match, isn't it? You've got to select eleven, but actually you'd love to have the option of having twelve, really, because it just gives you so much more to play with. I just wonder whether. You know, Pandya is, is is necessarily the right choice, but you can understand why they play him because he gives you a bit of both. He gives you some overs with the ball, and he's, he's dangerous with the bat as well. Having said that, you'll probably go out and score hundred tomorrow. No, I've said you know that I might, might prefer a Kuldeep Yadav to a Hardik Pandya. I, I suppose they pick Pandya partly on attitude and and general contributions. He's also a brilliant fielder. He's someone who I think they feel a bit like Ben Stokes. He's someone who can mm. take a wicket and change a game and he's always sort of in the, in the game if you like. So it's probably from that point of view rather than someone like Kuldeep Yadav who would only really feature with the ball, probably not much in the field and, and not with the bat. He's so, got a first class hundred Kuldeep Yadav. Yeah but you know test cricket. I mean yeah, it, who I, hasn't I, got a first class hundred <laughs> in India apart I, from I, me I, and you? I accept that. I accept that. But I just wonder, you know, he is a good cricketer, Pandya, and that's why you have to make sort of heart. That's why you, you know, debate yeah. in selection. I would always things, like, I would always like a specialist, actually, someone who's got that little bit of an unusual ingredient. Therefore, so, yeah, yeah. So, I, for me, yes, I would always have gone for that. But the, you know, the Test match selections are generally more conservative. Yeah. So, what about this score then? Two hundred eighty-five 
for nine. Are England out of the game? No, but I think they're 100 under par. Do you? If, yeah, yeah, I, think I, I don't agree with that. I 375, think... 400, I surely. I I mean, it's a fast outfield. Mm. You know, it's short boundaries. There's no absolutely, you know, j- brilliant, unbelievably unplayable bowlers in the Indian team. England have got eight batsmen, or seven batsmen, plus Sam Curran, decent all-rounder. Why can't they get 400? Mm. No, I'm, I'm saying they were in a position to get 400. I wonder whether 375, 400 is par on that pitch. I, I think there's enough there for the bowlers. There's enough there to interest all the bowlers. Well, if you play bad shots like England yeah. do, of course there's enough to interest the bowlers all the time, even if you play on a piece of glass. But even, even without that, there's, there's enough there to, to think that England are still in the game. It might well be that you know India come out tomorrow and, and make England score look foolish. But I just... You know, are India that well prepared? Are they, is their batting lineup that well prepared? Well, that's a good point. Um, there's a, there's enough there in the surface for England still to be in the game. It's all about I, the I think, red ball. I think three. I think England got three seven five four hundred. Yeah. Then they would have been in a really strong position. That's why yeah. I think it's. I think that's why I think four hundred is more than par. Mm. That. For three, three seventy-five actually is about the average score at Edgebaston in a mm. Test match, and if you think back to you know the great Test matches we've had here, like the Ashes of two thousand and five, for instance, teams scored around about three hundred, three twenty. But I think that those well, that particular pitch was drier and cracked. And remember, Warren turned a couple mm. outrageously. But that's this is a better pitch. I think this is a three fifty plus three seventy-five four hundred pitch. Yeah. Right. Well, I'm saying 350 might be par, but you're, you're saying th- you're, you're changing now. You're saying 350 is par. You're 375. Well, no, I'm saying a, a good batting team should get 400 on there. Yeah. Well, I think they should have got 400 from the position they were in. 263. But I think 350 is a 350 is a par out there in the, in the first okay. innings. Well, you know. That, well, we'll every, see. We'll see how yes. it goes. Well, I mean, every, well, as well, everyone says, in. you shouldn't judge a pitch. Yeah. You see both teams bat on it. But maybe the Indians will bat better on it. Maybe England will bowl really well and bowl them out for two forty. The weather forecast is pretty good, so it, it's it's a great opportunity for India there. Really, you know, if they get four hundred, yeah, then they really are in charge, and England can just only got themselves to blame. Yeah, yeah. Well, from the position they were in, I, I agree because they they've tossed away a decent position. Well, one thing's in England's favour, and that is in those thousands of test matches, Edgebeston is their favourite ground. England have won 54% of their matches at Edgebeston compared to sort of 40 and under percent at all the other grounds. You know, Laws is only 39%, Old Trafford and Trentbridge are even 36% win ratio. Edgebaston, 54% win ratio. So let's have all those Brummies getting behind England tomorrow to cheer them on, cheer Jimmy Anderson on, cheer Stuart Broad on, get into the wickets and get a lead. Yeah, well, so it, it could be a fascinating game. I mean, those, those sort of lower-scoring games often are. Mind you, it might not be a lower-scoring game. England 300, India make 500 and win by an innings. I don't think so, somehow, <laughs> but we'll find out tomorrow. We'll be back with you at the same time. So, in the meantime, thanks for listening. Sports Social Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.